You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're about halfway through the winter meetings, and teams have converged upon the hotel outside of Washington, D.C. to try to wheel and deal and get their teams ready for 2017, including the Oakland Athletics. I am Allison Footer, and I'm here with Jane Lee. Jane, um, okay, so let's be realistic about where the athletics are. They're not going – you're not going to hear them come up a lot in trade rumors or chasing after some of these big-name free agents, some of these closers that are available. Um, There's a lot going on, but really the A's are in a situation, I think, where they're – are they staying – Put or where do you see this going? I mean, they have needs. They need a center fielder. Um, but, you know, you look around the market and it's going to be hard, no matter if they're going to try to do this through the free agent market or through a trade. I mean, there's just not a lot of names out there. It's a thin market to begin with. And then, um, you know, you add in the fact that they're dealing with limited resources right now. Um, there's slim pickings out there. So I really don't see them, um, you know, picking through the free agent market. I, I foresee more of a trade, and they do have a ton of young talent in their system um, to pull from and and maybe pull something off. I don't know if it it happens here. Um, And also, you know, they have Sonny Gray, Mm -hmm. and they have to decide whether to trade him now um, or maybe wait a little bit and hope that his value increases even more and perhaps deal him at the trade deadline. Um, So they have um, one of the biggest trade tips here. And I'm sure it's going to you know, bring about a ton of discussion. It already has. It has for a year. Um, but I, I don't know that I see that happening this week either. Yeah, so the A's are used to, I guess, names being dangled out there. I mean, it's not like um, that they're just completely not involved with anything going on at the winter meetings. And they always do have commodities. I mean, the A's are a team that has to continuously um, just sort of – uh, revamp itself and sort of maybe restructure a little bit, but but try to keep that payroll down. Um, and Sonny Gray would be the one that everybody would probably be asking about, I would think. Yeah, I mean, he's right now, he's grouped in, you know, the, the Chris Sale, the, the Archer, I mean, and then there's Sonny Gray. Um, and I mean, clubs have been eyeing him for a long time, knowing that Billy Bean is never afraid to pull that trigger early and deal one of his younger assets, um, even though he he has several more years of club control. I mean, this was his first um, year of arbitration eligibility. Um, they have him under control through 2019, but they also have a slew of other young pitchers um, that they have a ton of confidence in that they think they'd be fine with even if they dealt gray um it's just a matter of deciding you know when the when the time is right is are they going to get the most for him right now a week from now a month from now or you know six months from now um i don't think it's any any question that he goes at some point um it's just kind of deciding you know when's best and um, i think right now just given the dearth of, of starting pitching i mean Maybe now is the best time because maybe teams get, um, you know, over aggressive and maybe overpay. So they're always looking out for that and, and they're always listening. And, you know, I think we've seen in the past, um, you know, be it with Josh Donaldson or anyone else, um, you know, they really don't close the door on anything. The rotation, that is one area where there's actually a pretty solid foundation there right now. It seems like, you know, when you look at the depth chart and you're looking at the 
five guys that could realistically um, carry them through the 2017 season. So it seems, I don't know, and every time I look at the rotation, I'm like, well, this is a pretty, this is could be a pretty good team. Of course, their record does not uh, reflect that at the end of the season. But from a rotation standpoint, they're pretty good. Yeah, I mean, last year they they dealt with a lot of injuries, and I think there were also a lot of young pitchers that dealt with some growing pains. Um, You know, you saw that with Sean Mania, some other guys that went through some tough times, Daniel Mingdon, um, Dylan Overton. But the makings are there for a really strong rotation. I mean, you saw what Kendall Graveman did last year. Um, you know, you plug him behind a, a healthier Sunny Gray, maybe. Um, and, I mean, their rotation should be their strength. And, I mean, that's kind of always been the case in Oakland. They've always kind of fallen back on their pitching, their bullpen. Um, you know, is coming back pretty much intact, um, as we saw last year. Um, and so I think, you know, overall, their pitching will carry them. Um, now, the they're still a very young team and they're in a very um, competitive division right now. So um, obviously competing, I don't think um, I, I wouldn't forecast that for them next season, but they're looking beyond next season. And I think they do have a strong core moving forward and it does start with their pitching. Yeah. I saw some fans were asking you about some of the veteran players, would they be dealt Stephen vote, Sean Doolittle. I mean, it seems like the team is not really ready to make any moves on them. I mean, you do need to have some veteran leadership. Certainly behind the plate is one of the most important positions. So I think that Stephen Vogt is probably pretty solidified there. Yeah, I mean, I would like, I think everyone um, selfishly would like to see Vogt stay. I mean, um, you know, you have someone like that in your clubhouse. You see the impact it has on the team. Great guy. And especially just given the fact, I mean, I think it's been well documented, some of the the A's clubhouse um, chemistry issues, um, not just last year, but the year before. Um, and, and I think they're, you know, trying to make a concerted effort to better that. And I think by subtracting a Stephen Vogt or even a Sean Doolittle, who has just as much of a, a presence in that clubhouse, um, you know, I think that would go away from what they're trying to do. Now, there's certainly a ton of value with Vogt just because, I mean, there is no catching in the game right now um, for some reason. And so I think Vogt would be highly valued, especially because, um, you know, because of his bat. But I don't think the A's are really in a rush to, to deal him either and um, and, and same with Doolittle I mean he has a very um, club friendly contract mm-hmm. um, and you know I think just watching him progress in the organization I think that's also someone that they would like to see stay but it's the A's so you never know. You never know <laughs> uh, they always do keep things interesting something interesting that came out about the collective bargaining, bargaining agreement recently just touch on that a little bit just with the state it's the it seems like Major League Baseball is kind of forcing the hand on the stadium issue because now they're not going to be receiving as much revenue sharing. Um, yeah. So can you tell us about that? Uh, I mean, it makes sense. The, the A's were never supposed to be receiving revenue sharing checks because they're in a big market. Big market teams don't get those checks, except you look at the stadium and and you know major league baseball and i mean all the teams agreed um you know several years ago okay you know we'll give them the checks because of their stadium um but in the meantime they have to be looking for a new stadium and be using these checks to field a competitive team well that just hasn't happened here recently um still no stadium and you know i think teams all of a sudden were like hold on you know why are we giving them money when they're not using it you know the way um, it was meant to be used. So they're going to be phased out of these revenue sharing checks, with, which last year, I mean, it amounted to more than $30 million, which for the A's wow. is more than a third of their payroll. Um, so it'll be interesting. And uh, they, 
they had an ownership shakeup. There's a lot going on right now. Um, and and I know that they are pushing um, for that new stadium, and I think they're maybe upping their search and realizing um, the significance of getting something done and getting something done soon. Um, so I don't see that their payroll, um, you know, going up until they're in a new stadium. So right now they're in a tricky situation because they're having money taken away from them, um, but they're also, you know, still trying to field a competitive team. Um, but they're going to be doing that with with even less money, and and in the meantime they have to figure out how to make up for this revenue. Um, how do they make up for it? Are they going to have to cut? They're they're trying to better they're trying to better the the fan experience at the Coliseum. I mean, attendance has just been awful mm-hmm. um, the past couple years. Um, you know, you see the same situation in Tampa, and it really is sad. A lot of nights you look around the Coliseum, and I mean, they announce you know between ten and fifteen thousand, and it's even less than that, which is just crazy for a baseball team. So, um, the new president Dave Cavill is I, I think he's. Um, very focused on bettering the experience at the Coliseum, you know, making it a place fans do want to go to, even though it is very outdated. Um, you know, it's it's not the most glamorous ballpark in the league. Um, and and also they want to better the on-field product. But I, I, I also, you know, it goes back to the original point. I don't know how you do that without the resources. So um, it's you like know, the you, chicken and the egg theory. Yeah. I mean, you kind of hope that this young talent that they have coming up, um, you know, is more impactful you know sooner than later and you know you hope that they could do something with the coliseum but i i see it being a little tricky for them these next few years absolutely always interesting thank you very much jane (laughs) thank you mlb.tv premium the number one live streaming sports service is celebrating 13 years watch every out of market regular season game live or on demand in true hd real-time highlights live look-ins pitch tracking widget and more mlb.tv premium includes a free at bat 15 subscription watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices watch at home in the office or on the go every night on every device blackout and other restrictions apply visit mlb.tv for details hey rob bradford here you guys know i'm always up for a good mvp story and one of the best stories is wasabi technology wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the red Sox and nhl teams like the bruins and vancouver canucks even the liverpool football club is getting in on wasabi action so why is wasabi the mvp well wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the amazon's the world are charging in fact wasabi is up to 80 percent less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from wasabi's ai enabled intelligent media storage wasabi air to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals data deletion and ransomware wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 